here we are returning yet again to our our wonderful DC retrospective. I'm I'm always happy to uh, come back here. I'm, this is kind of, I mean, we we basically started this at the start of the show, didn't we? I, I think it was our is it our third episode we jumped into the DC series. It's <laughs> a good question, but it started with the Swamp Thing, correct? Oh, it started even earlier. It started with uh, oh wait, or when did when did we do Wonder Woman? Well, okay, we wait. Did we do it twice, or did we do it once? I think we did that one twice, and then the first time we did it, we also did the Justice League pilot. We paired those two up together, and both of them failed. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's yeah, episode three and four were part of the DC series, all the way back in 2017. Wow. Yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and affiliated to the Nomsolitis, where we're doing our... We're, we're pro-DC and anti-Marvel. No, that's, that is hey. not true. <laughs> don't worry you always got to get it in no one's even talking about marvel (laughs) i mean we've done a spider-man ultimate spider-man episode that's true yeah and that's it yeah that's yeah i guess you're right that's the only time we i mean i did a bonus episode and we talked about thor love and thunder so that that, i guess that sort of counts because it was like 45 minutes well i mean we talk about i mean i ask you about the current you know yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and how they're doing, and then also Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows. Be like, yeah. yo, what do you think of this? And then you, you know, tell me your thoughts. So I guess that counts in a way, but it's not actual like honest. One day we will do a comic book review of a Marvel property, uh, and also a hmm. uh, mo- like a movie review of a Marvel property, whatever that may be. Uh, although if somebody recommends us the <laughs> Marvel here. Marvel Superhero Squad show. I think I'd rather go and rewatch or go and watch a Super Friends episode instead. <laughs> oh, and we did get a Superman request or Super Friends a request, I should say. So we might get to that at some point soon. But oh, really? And how did we, uh, Caleb? How did we get? Well, why, why are we here? Okay, other than like the red versus the obvious red versus blue joke, Caleb, why are we here today with this episode <laughs> we have? Yeah. So this is yet another pick from from SR Striker six four twenty. And yeah, now we're looking at another Batman or the Batman, I should say, episode this time from season one and it's episode one. So that means we're jumping back to Pilotsville, which we, I guess, also goes back to the beginning of this show, Pilotsville. It's been a long time since we gotten back to that, but hey, we'll never stop. Pilotsville has so many stops that we'll, we'll uh, it'll never end. There you go. We'll be on that train forever. It's like <laughs> Galaxy Express 19 or 999. <laughs> I don't think I know that one, <laughs> but yeah, we've we've been having a lot of fun, or at least I've been having a lot of fun putting together these YouTube videos with the uh, with the uh, what do they call them? Thumbnails. Thumbnails. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun putting together the YouTube thumbnails, and uh, yeah, it's, we've been having a little bit more engagement on those shows. I will say, if anyone's interested in checking out the YouTube channel, because occasionally, uh, especially if we get requests, I'll probably put them out before they wind up on the feed, since I got the feed scheduled out for so long. So if you're interested in hearing any of this DC stuff a little bit early, you'll probably find it on that YouTube channel, which I'll include a link in the description for. But yeah, here we are today with uh, The Bat and the Belfry, episode one of The Batman, a, a kind of mixed series so far for the two of us. Yes, it's not, for me, I'm not like down on it. I'm just more like, I don't know, I don't have, uh, I have, I have very little strong feelings one way or the other. Mm. Yeah, and, and so far I've I've liked everything I've seen up until... Well, maybe I won't say that. <laughs> I've liked everything I've seen so far, so I'll say. Yeah, hang on a second now. But yeah, jumping into the first episode. Yeah, are you at the old timestamp zero? I guess we can 
get this commentary started. Yeah, I thought you were about to say like, but here's our summary. And I'm like, wait, that's the wrong program. Wrong channel. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to do that. I was about to be like, okay, let's jump in the discussion. It's like, wait, what? No, it's this is only 21 minutes, 11 seconds. And that's how long it's going to be. Yeah, still the commentaries of the DC shows, which is fun. I mean, well, just you wait, guys. Just you wait. Anyways, so if you can grab your copies of The Bat and the Belfry, uh, legally or illegally purchased, physically or digitally, uh, please get it to timestamp zero. Caleb, take it away. And we'll hit play on the word play. So let's go to three, two, one, play. I see a bunny. He's chomping on a carrot. That means we're getting things started. Eternally. A green moon, not a uh, red moon or Blue yeah, green, green sky, which I do like. Overall, I like the look of this show. It's kind of got a gothic tone to it. And I like the, the alien look of the sky. We get green here and then kind of red later. It's a very odd mix of architectures. And I think, well, that's the point. I, I think that's what every Batman series or yeah. uh, entry into any like separate one uh, will always play its strengths too. If it like takes stuff from like, you know, every decade of the hmm. American history. What do you think about this fight with the flashes there? I thought that was officially kind of fun. Well, I mean, I, this is the pilot after all, or at least, well, first episode, I don't know if they had like a pilot, like, you know, yeah. Avatar did, uh, which is unaired, but in this, they're really trying to show, they, they want to hook you in. They, they got to hook you in uh, or else you're going to change the channel. Also I just realized this guy, Rupert Thorne, he has like a, a Freddy jacket almost. Not so much, not striped, but it kind of reminds me of like Freddy Krueger's jacket. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the colors are a little bit are similar. I really like this green, by the way. It, it is weird, but yeah, it is weird that the sky would be green. I, I kind of thought maybe that's something to do with pollution, but I don't know. I like. Ah, uh, we'll get we'll get to that. But sure. what the hay was Rupert Thorne gonna like jump into? Like uh, a haystack yeah. from a hay stack from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but what are your thoughts so far on this this episode? Having seen it so far, maybe that's jumping in too early, but <laughs> uh, I will say it's funny that they actually—I mean, it, maybe it's a standard thing, but it's not everything. But most of the shots and scenes we see here in the title sequence actually fall into this like first episode, which I found interesting. Yeah, quite a few of them do. Yeah. Yeah, and I was excited that we're finally getting to see the Joker because I've, I've seen him in this this opening numerous times. And I'm always like, that is a weird looking Joker. Like, what is that going to be like? <laughs> so happy we get a chance to, to see him finally. I think personally for me, the show is in the middle of like, OK, you could you could either be much more lighthearted or you can be a lot more dour and dreary. Hmm. Yeah, and do you, do you feel like it doesn't prop? Or doesn't land very well on either side of that. I think it's stuck in the middle. I think it's like I don't know if it's like I don't know if the creators were like let's go in one direction instead of the other. So maybe that's maybe that's it for me. I'm just like I feel like you have to go either more dark or more light. Hmm. I don't just mean like you know uh, color or anything like that. I just mean like you guys could make this a lot more serious if you wanted to. Yeah, I feel like they do a good job capturing it kind of a gothic aesthetic and it has like a little bit of like a, a horrorish element to it but yeah when it comes to batman himself that's the element that doesn't feel very dark i feel like they could 
delve a lot more into that to make to, to fill out that dark kind of bit. And here we get this this birthday cake to lighten things up after that more violent opening, and as a way to honor back to uh, the past with you know, Bruce and his parents. And it's nice we don't get an origin here. We just you know get it touched on. I don't feel like we needed an origin at this point. If you do an origin story now, you probably wait till like episode eight or well, not eight, but you you save it for the mid series finale or mid season finale, excuse me. Yeah, or I guess like a more uh, like a reflective episode. This is the episode when we dive into deep into Bruce's uh, kind of psychology. I guess you could save it for that. <laughs> probably, uh, but I do like that it is year three. Uh, yeah. they, they, they establish it's year three. Yeah, I think that's helpful too. Yeah. All right. So uh, you want to talk about the police chief and who he's voiced by? Oh, yes. It's uh, yeah, Captain Adama from uh, Battlestar Galactica. What's his name again? I recognize the voice, but I couldn't write. didn't look up the name. Edward James Oldson? No. Almost. Or what? what is it again? He was in Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can't remember the name, but we know the guy. <laughs> and he was also Nausicaa. He had a very good bit part there in, in Nausicaa. Yeah, and I was surprised to see him, and I was surprised to see this whole other cop element. I didn't realize that was a part of this show, that Bruce had these, uh, or at least that there was this detective that was friends with him. I guess kind of filling the Gordon role. Yes, because what this does, similar to what, you know, the, the movie, The Batman, uh, we don't have all the, you know, the, the, the regular players. We don't have, there's, there's, or at least we have not been introduced to Harley Bullock. We don't see Renee Montoya. We don't see Jim Gordon. We don't even see uh, Commissioner Loeb. Like, so mm-hmm. what, uh, what our buddy here uh, is playing is not Commissioner Loeb, it's somebody else. Commissioner Grump? I don't know. <laughs> Commissioner Frumpy Pants. <laughs> but he's like, I need, I want uh, pictures of Spider-Man. I mean, Batman, like on the double. There you go. And immediately already also setting up that this is a lived in world. So Metropolis does exist. So it's not just like Gotham and it's in its bubble and that's it. It's like, no, the rest of the country exists. Yeah, I appreciated that. And I, it made me wonder if there was some, some crossover with some Superman villains and maybe superman himself i i don't know and here you go here's here's a shot literally from the like uh title sequence oh yeah i like the look of again i i like all the architecture it does feel a little bit eclectic but i think it works for metrop or metropolis i think it works for gotham (laughs) and i like the arkham asylum sign i think that's that's kind of funny yeah i don't know how many of these inmates Batman put in there or not. Again, like I, I don't want to project here. That's, that's not me for they're, they're just like setting stuff up of just like, we have, we have the whole thing. We got the Arkham Asylum. We have uh, the police and we, we were setting where like the fact that there's distrust between like, well, I like the fact that I, I, I usually prefer sometimes when Batman's more of the urban legend than he is like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, known to the public, but, you know, that's that's how it always goes when you start at year three. Like eventually, he's gonna become public knowledge. Yeah, then the the cops are just gonna be relying on it completely. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's a cat in a tree. Where's Batman? Put up that bat signal. <laughs> yeah, now, 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> the Joker toxin is known to kill people, so I don't know how they're going to get around that. Yeah, I guess this one, they're just doing the, the smile routine. Which, by the way, was that a long break for you? Commercial break there? Uh, no, why? Oh, when I was watching it earlier, I was I was like, did my thing stop playing? But it was just a, a black screen for like 15 seconds. Like, That's weird. So instead of a detective story for Bruce to, you know, be show off his world's greatest detective skills, we've uh, axed that Batman's not a detective. Okay, this is episode one. I got to give it the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But <laughs> instead, we have two actual like police detectives looking into who the Batman is. Yep, they both start with with ease. I think it's Detective Ellen. Uh, was it Lynn? I think he's Edward Bennett. I think I didn't write their names down. Yes, Edward <laughs> Bennett. And look right here. Here's another scene straight from the title card from the opening. Oh. With Bruce Wayne having to, <laughs> he he was be- bemoaning. It's like, do I have to be Bruce Wayne? It's like, yes, you do. Yeah, I like this little bit too. To yeah, see Alfred kind of forcing him to go on these dates with. Or this day with these two ladies here, and so yeah, that I, I thought that was nice because I haven't really seen too much of the Bruce Wayne of this show up to this point. It was way too, I wouldn't say dates with women, but he was more like you know you got to keep like a public persona, like yeah, you have to have you have this reputation to uphold as and just to also like um, what is it keep distance between Bruce Wayne being Batman because if Bruce Wayne is never there, it's just like oh then he's Batman. <laughs> Because people are... Re- anyway. I like the CGI water, by the way. I think that worked. And here again, like as he's like, you know, driving through the rain, we see... The, it's a wonderful shot, I must say, uh, of like going between the streetlights. It's like that's straight from the beginning or straight from the title card. Yeah, and that was really nice. That looked really nice. A lot of flashes. Yeah, it feels like they spend a lot of their budget here on this I mean, one. again, they're they're trying to like... By the way, this is not DR movie. Uh, I checked. um but like yeah they well i mean again they want to like really in and be like oh the show again if (laughs) if dc wanted to or sorry if warner brothers discovery excuse me uh wanted to they could so like lie like they could absolutely lie and say this is a brand new like batman show based off the hit uh, matt reeves and robert pattinson movie the batman (laughs) i don't think it quite work like it's a continue it's a continuation. <laughs> it's like, what? That's not the case. Yeah, and I'm curious if you felt this at all. There was a, I felt a tiny bit of flavor of Batman Forever creeping into this one. Ooh. It wasn't even the Tim Burton ones. It was something about the visual aesthetic. It was making me think of Forever. That's the thing, right? Of like, well, like I said, it's borrowing from a di- lot of different eras and decades of the United States. But like, I think it's, or, and just of Batman, it's, <laughs> he's always, Ooh. Bat- Batman is always like not ripping off, but he's always like borrowing from himself. Like each Batman writer is always like borrowing from the past or from uh, a past writer, which, uh, you know, that's up to one's interpretation or that's up to one uh, to say if that's lazy writing or, or not. Yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah, bring, bringing the, the benefit of the history to yeah fill things out, especially when you have 21 minutes of a show. Oh, certainly. It's nice to. Yeah, be able to bring stuff that's already baked in. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like that's up to one's criticism for now analyzing this. And since now we're getting a look at this, this Joker here and, you know, getting some of the vocal performance. What do you think of Kevin, Kevin Michael Richardson's take here? 
Well, I think he makes it his own. Um, I, I, again, it's in mm-hmm. every every actor should have no problem with like you know taking cues and influences from other characters or from other actors who have portrayed uh, the long-standing characters such as the Joker and Batman. Uh, so one must really make it their own. And but it is uh, of course people would say it's hard for <laughs> some actors to. When you have a shadow such as Mark Hamill, it's kind of hard to like, you know, yeah, try to make it your own. But I think Richardson does his own thing. Um, and he's very kooky and yeah, he's, he's much more. I mean, this one, this show also like portrays him because it's a little more not a bad one take. I'll say that um, they portray the Joker as a lot more acrobatic. Hmm. Uh, and again, since this show is a little more like action heavy. They, they try to like, I don't know, just, I guess he's much more, like he is the trickster. He's always been a trickster, but I think they accentuated that side of him in this. Yeah. And yeah, definitely emphasize the physical because usually when I think of fights between the Joker and Batman, I think of Batman just pummeling the Joker and the Joker just laughing and spitting oh, out yeah. blood. So yeah, this time he's much more like the Harlequin uh he's an acrobat like can almost be a tor- contortionist contortionist excuse me so it's an interesting take i won't say i, I dislike it but yeah again with episode one they're like they're again they're trying to throw out no they're they're throwing no punches they're just like here you go you <laughs> we all know what you want to see and here it is yeah and i'd definitely be interested to see more episodes with him because yeah it, i'm not fully on board with him yet but it I, I could i could see myself coming to like this joker i'm just i'm not quite there yet this is kind of weird. I'll say that where I mean, maybe it's just clouds, but wait a minute. Why is it raining? And yet the moods, wait a minute. Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> Continuity editor. What the hell happened there? Yeah. This is why I asked for the space. Cause I'm definitely, I'm definitely behind you now. <laughs> oh, that poor guard. Yeah. My commercial break was yeah a bit long. Oof. Yeah. The guard does look creepy. He, he looks like he's dead. <laughs> I, f- I feel sad. I kind of feel sad for the guy. Just like, geez, you have to die with a smile on your face? Like, good grief. Yeah, and I was wondering if he was like, if it was that thing where your whole body's paralyzed, but you're still aware. I was curious. I think it's that. I think it's almost like whatever form of antiseptics it is. Is it antiseptics or, yeah, whatever, like, yeah. they use if you're a dentist and they're trying to, like, keep your mouth open. Yeah, anesthetic. Not happy gas. That is antiseptic. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I think um, that Kevin Michael Richardson does a good job with the, the more maniacal elements. It's just a little bit later on when we get more subtle moments where I feel like he's not... It feels a little bit too cartoonish. Like, it's almost fake subtle moments for the Joker. It feels like the Joker's always... Like, there's never that kind of moment of seeing sort of the, the character behind the laughing mask. Which occasionally I feel like we do see with the Joker. We get those little peeks in that there's something more hidden under the surface. I think if the show leaned a little more into the detective side of things rather than the martial arts side of things, uh, we'd probably get something like that where we get a little bit more subtle Joker, but mm. we don't get that here. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe in the future, but here we go with this little, it was like a little bit of suspense. Like, Oh no, why is the cop here? Did he discover something? But it turns out they're old friends. Like that was fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this guy's a great detective. Yeah, like yeah, screw like you know Bruce Wayne. Like this, um, I was say Michael Bennett, but um, <laughs> this Bennett character, yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. <laughs> or maybe not, just because you know Bruce Wayne is just the stupidest man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm curious to see if this guy if his arc to to discover batman's identity or capture him i'm curious how long that continues throughout the show considering that we didn't see any hints of him or his partner in the the two episodes that we saw previously which may say stuff like there's an out they have where uh was it linda no not linda but whatever her name is she just goes back to metropolis like that's just it yeah, Ellen something. I can't remember her last name. Yeah, Ellen just goes back to... She gets reassigned to Metropolis. That's <laughs> the only way. Yeah, and I like that she's more of the hard edge and this guy's like, mm, even though Batman's going against the law, it seems like he's, you know, trying to do good. So that's that's a, a good setup there for the drama. Again, maybe they were just like, let's not have Jim Gordon in there. It's like, but you have Joker, so like, what's stopping you from bringing in like Jim Gordon? Now again, I'm not saying I don't want Bennett. I'm just saying like, yeah, you know, if they're trying to like differentiate, like why why do they like immediately start with Joker? Well, it is Joker. It is that's <laughs> and that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll bring in Gordon later on. I'm I'm not sure if he shows up here. I mean, I like that the Joker is a little bit like uh, he uses those cards. Who, who who's that guy in Marvel again? Oh, Gambit. Bullseye. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess yeah, Gambit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. That's his little. The way of in- incorporating his his uh, card gimmick, but turning it into a weapon here, I think that works. I mean, that's a standard thing with most uh, in, in most like cartoons, where it's like any like normal household object, even playing cards, become like sharp like shurikens and throwing <laughs> stars. Again, I like the CGI incorporation with the the engine of the bat the Batmobile there. Huh. Or at least the back bit. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't notice, or maybe I'm. Off. No, I know what you mean. I'm just like, huh? Okay. I mean, I, I don't have much to say. And there you go, like right, him running on the rooftops, which you'll see in a second. Uh, was also <laughs> from the pilot or from the opening. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I think they. I think in all three episodes that we watched so far, I, I think the CGI integration is is really well done here. Maybe by this time in the 2000s, they were finally getting it good. I remember, uh, what was that stupid uh, Home on the Range, that Disney movie? I remember that had some of the best CGI integration with Celdron stuff, even though this, I imagine, isn't Celdron. So. I uh, mean the, the cars. Uh, I just I just mean uh, like the type of, an- this type of animation mixed oh, okay. with CGI. Oh, okay. Like we saw the rain earlier and, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Home on the Range you know, before Princess and the Frog was the last Disney film, they were still using uh, traditional animation with hand-drawn animation, excuse me, 2D animation uh, mixed with 3D stuff. So they pretty much like perfected that technique by that point. Yeah, that's what's so sad is they'd finally just got it down so well right before the big switch. And then the big switch was rough. Cause... Oh, I've also just realized, sorry, I missed my moment of saying, ha ha, see Captain Miracle Civil War, they like ripped this off. That part where, like, you know, okay, it's not a helicopter, but, like, Batman holds um, the blimp between the buildings with his grappling hook. Like, that's that was totally stolen from, uh, they, they stole that in Civil War, where Cat holds the <laughs> helicopter on the platform. I miss my joke of when Batman used his, his um, 
uh, what do they call those? Bat batarang? What are they? Yeah, either batarangs or his uh, bat claw. Yeah, I miss saying, uh, where does he get these wonderful toys from the Joker? <laughs> Dude, there's so many like toys, especially like speed. Okay, look at that water. That is disgusting. Oh, no, he's he stole my balloons. Joker should have said that, too. <laughs> and what is this? Like, come on, where's the where's the calm? OK, I mean, hopefully it'll dilute in the water. But didn't you not just like make point? There's there is technically I think there was an issue somewhere like in the day where it was like there's laughing Joker fish. It's like that. That was crazy. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. But yeah, that that uh, balloon thing definitely felt like a, a Batman 89 reference. So, again, taking a little piece of the history. Yeah, my precious gas passed by a party pooper. I was like, that's a little bit. That's a little bit of a silly line. <laughs> well, you didn't gag him because he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, that's a little, that's a little too far. Sorry. <laughs> Is it? No, <laughs> oh, look at him. He's sad. It's like, oh, man, my yeah, plan failed. My plan failed. I just want to make everyone happy. Don't worry. I'm I'm a popular character. I've like lasted. I'm literally an idea and a symbol. I will never die. That's true. Damn. They even had to insert him in the recent The Batman, even though he didn't belong. <laughs> hey, if Matt Reeves, you know, is like, that's ah, OK. I got a plan for him. It's like, all right, I'll trust you this time, Reeves. Oh, looks like the uh, that guard there was. Uh, may, uh, may, may his his eyes change color. That may may mean something in the future. Ah, but a nice little wraparound. See him back in Arkham. This time in his proper cell. And uh, actually, speaking of Gambit, he also has like a disorienting or not disorienting, but he has like a different eye color. Oh, does he Gambit? Hmm. Well, yeah, he has like instead of the whites in his eyes, it's black. And this Joker's eyes are blood red. Yeah, which I think is a little creepy looking. I don't know. I think it works because he just looks a little too cartoon. I mean, it's not like uh serious house on serious earth but like yeah it's you know i think it works yeah and so you, you think you like the look overall uh, i'm okay with the look i think it does it doesn't frighten me or anything like that i think it's it's not too edgy if that makes sense yeah yeah and i think i'm i think i'm more on board having watched this episode and the what i always seen in the opening i was i kind of be like oh that's that's kind of an ugly looking joker but having watched the episode, I think it I think it works a lot better than than I would have guessed. So I will say that this episode, it's not ripping. Don't worry. Hang on. Hang on. It's funny how I see some of Arkham Origins in in this where but also some Arkham Asylum where Joker frees all the inmates. But I mean, I also could just be a nightfall thing where he frees all the inmates and he's wanting to make Arkham Asylum his own like, you know, little headquarters uh for whatever reason yeah yeah and i think it all comes together well enough for an okay pilot i don't think this was out of the three episodes we watched so far i don't think this one is necessarily a big standout but i think it was a pretty solid opening for the show and yeah this one definitely feels like it at least for the animated stuff up to this point which is more of the stuff i was watching batman beyond uh the original batman the animated series and then the new adventures yeah, this definitely feels like it's way out there in its kind of own vibe in terms of the look and the more horrorish elements. But I, I'm more up for it as an adult. As a kid, I I think I was just maybe not in the place where I was willing to accept animated stuff as much in general. But definitely the the look and the tone put me off back then. 
but, but I'm more willing to accept it th these days. Yeah, I, th I like your open-mindedness. I think, I, I, apologies if I don't, I, if I sound a little closed-minded, but I just, yeah, I, I would not continue with this unless, uh, unless he wanted to do this on the other channel one day of just like do the whole series. It's like, all right, I'm down for it. But it's really, yeah, it's not really, I don't find any reason to go watch it. So yeah. Hey, at least you, at least somebody has been like, you know, I'm, I've kind of missed this or it's, it's something that I've missed. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not fully sold in the show quite yet. I think that there's out of the three episodes we watch for the podcast. I think there's lots of interesting elements, but it doesn't. Yeah. I'm not fully pulled in quite yet. So, but I'm perfectly willing to check out more, uh, more suggestions if we get them. Oh yeah, no, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that uh, I can't. I will not be doing suggestions because I always will be. Um, just note that I think my, unfortunately, my my tone overall is probably going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, or at least relatively similar. Which kind of sucks, but hey, I'm not. I, I don't know if it's boredom, but I'm I'm sorry, man. It's just like nothing has caught my eye. Mm. But yeah, well, we'll see if we if we cover some more of this show. Yeah, we'll see what we think as as we continue. But but I'm excited to continue with our, our Superman retrospective. And yeah, our next one's All Star Superman. So that'll be our next trip to the DC DC stuff here. Again, we're not just doing these two. We're not doing soups in the bath. Like there's we're we're doing we're giving our dues. We're we're having our dues with everybody else. Like every everybody is here. Like we're we're we haven't just it's just. Especially when we do Batman, like I don't know if we're gonna do this show or if we're gonna do other stuff. Yeah, yeah. If we get any other suggestions, and if anyone likes wants to give any suggestions for us, we're happy to check out any DC animated stuff, and maybe some Marvel animated stuff too. If someone wants to throw it out there, I don't know if I'll put it on the the YouTube channel, but at least it'll go on the the regular feed. So, <laughs> really, you wouldn't put Marvel on YouTube? Well, just since it's the DC Invasion channel. I've considered putting. Oh, you know that's right. Yeah, that's I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, should I, should I just throw it on there? Our our uh, Spider Man. What was the season again? Ultimate Spider Man. Maybe. No, no, you're right. It was Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, hey, we still got to do the Spider Man pilot. Oh, Spider Man. Yes, I'd love to do that. Yep, Spider the best Spider Man. Yeah, maybe I'll work that in the schedule sometime relatively soon. That would be good to finally do that. Trust me, I haven't forgotten, and I will never forget. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, this is scheduling crap, but <laughs> we'll talk about it. But thanks, of course, Isaac, for for coming along. Some more uh, DC stuff with me. Always really happy to discuss this with you. Hey, anytime, brother. Uh, despite what people might say, even though no, nobody has said, I like DC stuff. I like comic yeah. books. <laughs> of course. I just don't like poorly written stuff. And I don't think this show is poorly written, but this show does not seem to uh, be the apple of my eye. How about that? I'd certainly go for a different flavor of apple if you would allow me to. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that me and you were maybe just just at the, the the tail end of the target audience for this show when it came out we were kind of just moving beyond this stuff and so maybe maybe we don't have as much nostalgia because or we didn't have the like we we'd already been so used to the bruce tim style of stuff that coming to this was kind of a little bit of a culture shock a bit at the time 
And even then, that's not fair. That's that's not fair. Every yeah. show should be able to stand on its own. Like, trust me, I'm I, I you gotta I gotta give my this show the benefit of the doubt for pit's sakes. But if it's not pulling me in, I don't think I, I won't at least you know rip it apart. I, I I don't want to. It just it's not for me. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I guess we'll we'll close out this episode for today. Thank you, SR Striker, for the uh, the suggestion again. Very happy to. Uh, yeah, look at some more of this stuff and Isaac would you like to take us home thank you I think I will um, if you and your family are in Gotham and there just happens to be a Statue of Liberty knockoff with a sword instead of a <laughs> torch again that's so much liability there like what what the heck yes. <laughs> I don't I don't get that that was so weird um, I wouldn't suggest I mean I guess in a way, if you had a balloon, just you can get it back. Just aim it for the point, the, the tip of that sword or whatever it is. It's just going to come back down deflated. Mm. Yeah, just before I hit stop, I, I forgot to point out. I was like, damn, yeah, that's their that's their version of the Statue of Liberty. It's more like stay in line or you'll get poked with this. I mean, she's basically aiming the sword <sighs> at the population. So it's like, ooh, this this Gotham's. Yeah, that's a. I imagine looking up at that would not be inspiring and be more like, oh, crap, I better keep my head down. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because there was a uh, if you uh, there's a, if you play uh, Spider-Man Age of Time, there's a point in that where I won't say what, but let's just say that certain events are altered and they show the Statue of Liberty. And instead it has like she changes from like, you know, her regular look to like, she has something like Magneto's helmet on and she's got a sword. She's wielding a sword instead. It's like, Whoa, what the hey? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Oh, wow. Till next time. Peace. Peace.